0: Hi, I'm Monique Cariel and I'm building a movement of brave leaders so that together we can tackle some of society's most fundamental needs. So I'm here to encourage you to be yourself, support you to back yourself and really help you through those practical steps to navigate your leadership and career journey to enable you to make it happen. Welcome to episode six. Take in your next step, make it happen. If you haven't listened to any of my previous episodes in this series, first series one of my podcast, you won't know then that these are the recordings from my web free leadership webinar series, Be Yourself, Back Yourself and Make It Happen. And in this episode, this is particularly now focusing on starting to help and encourage everyone to think about those real practical steps to take as the next steps in your leadership or career journey. We spoke in episode five about some of the different um, development tools that could be in your toolbox, such as coaching, mentoring, shadowing, and development programs. We also spoke a little bit more about the different kinds of mentoring, so peer mentors, stretch mentors, and virtual mentors too. And in this session, we continue to talk about those things that can help you continue to navigate your career journey. And my special guest, Morena K. Ajayi, was a very special guest for two reasons. One is the first one being that Marenike shared her career journey and insights. She is an experienced finance executive and non-executive director and an accountant by background And what she really touched on was how she is an introvert and by doing some work to understand her learning styles and undergoing career counseling quite early in her career, she worked out what was the right career path for her. But then when she became into senior leadership roles, how she could then work on some of those gaps that she saw in herself as an introvert and how she overcame them. And I think that's really useful because I could hear and see in the responses in the webinar how how useful and how insightful people found that. Morena K also shares very openly and honestly about her journey and her passion for helping other people. That led her to growing and developing and finding Career Nuggets. And she tells us more about why she set Career Nuggets up, who it's targeted at and what the different elements of it are. What I should also add, the second part of this is Marenike is an author. She's an executive producer and TV presenter. So Career Nuggets has its own TV program as well. And she talks to us about the Career Nuggets Academy and you can find out more about it but through the link in the show notes. You'll hear me summarize the three key learning points. So listen to what I say at the end of this session as well about that. And there's also a takeaway action that I'd encourage you to do as well because remember this series is all about supporting you to take your next step and I hope you will follow on and maybe take in the book recommendations but also deliver those takeaway actions for yourself too. As you'll hear Morenike say she was joining us when she was on her way to another engagement so there is a little bit of interference during the session but you can still absolutely hear what she says so bear with it and I hope you enjoy it. For those of you who haven't joined us before, very briefly, um, my name, I didn't even introduce myself. So if you haven't joined before, I'm Monique Carriol. And um, the reason why I designed and launched this webinar series was to share um, some of my experience and insights from navigating my own career, starting off in the PA, as a PA in the NHS over 20 years ago, and I worked my way up to a board level executive director role as I was a director of strategy and transformation in the NHS. I left the NHS earlier this year because I want to pursue my purpose of building a movement of brave leaders. What do I mean by that? I think that we need brave leaders in the times that we're living in now. I think we all know about the inclusion agenda, equality, also about delivering change. If you're working in the public sector or in healthcare, change is ever challenging, efficiencies are needed. And I think the same um, it could be said in the commercial environment as well. I'm also very passionate about supporting people to develop and to fulfil their potential, but also if you do have a leadership role or you are in charge of any or have any responsibility about leading in the right way and being brave in how you lead, because it's not easy to lead people in the right way, to respect people, to influence, to encourage them and not to just use commands and control. So I built this webinar series to just try and share some of the practical tips. The other thing I've also said in previous sessions is I think there's a lot out there that's quite academic. I think there's a lot out there that's quite, um, I want to say, corporate. Um, I hope here what I'm bringing you is information that will help you, but it's in a more relaxed and real environment. Because you'll know the biggest thing I talk about is supporting you to be yourself. And this is the real me. So I wanted to bring that to you. So we're coming to the end. And if I stayed with the six sessions that I originally planned, today would have been our last one. But because supporting you to be brave, our second session was so powerful and there was so much we didn't get to cover around inclusion, around how how to have challenging conversations around developing your support toolbox about creating safe spaces that we wanted to have another session. So that will be in two weeks time. But I still wanna use this session today to really try and bring most of the series together so that you are leaving here this evening with that in that position where you are ready to make it happen. And some of you have started to do that already or I'm linking you onto some of the next steps that are going to support you with some of the things that you may feel you need help with or that are still holding you back. So I hope that makes sense. If you missed any of the other sessions, you'll know that I've been saying over and over again that um, I'm going to be releasing the recordings as my podcast and my very first, I'll tell you, Bernie, how you get the podcast. I just saw your message pop up. So I've been saying over and over again that I'm going to release the recordings of the webinar series as my first series of my podcast. And I have finally, finally cracked it about getting my podcast live. Big thank you to my cousin, Liam, and my daughter, Leah, who helped me with this. Um, it's not easy when you listen to someone's podcast and it sounds so smooth and the music plays in and out and they've got all of that. Oh my goodness, to build that behind the scenes is no easy thing, but I've done it. So, you should have received an email from me yesterday that um, confirmed to you that I've launched my podcast. It's got the same name Be Yourself, Back Yourself, and Make It Happen. And episode one, A Leader's Mindset. So, those of you are with me, you know it was an electric session with Tara Humphrey. She shared so much. Thank you, John, for saying you did receive the email. In that email, there is a link. And if you click that link, it takes you straight to the website where you can hear. Um, my podcast thank you Yvonne thank you very much and Bernie what we'll also do is we'll put the link to the podcast website into the um, chat later on as well you can also download it from any of your normal podcast providers so it's on Apple it's on Spotify and it's on Google podcasts as well all right so bear with me while I load up the recordings from the other five sessions that we've had so far they will be all there shortly but number one is there for you to listen back to Okay, so I'll make sure also we will send the link out. I promise you I will get the follow up email from today out to you by Friday and it will also have the link to the podcast in there and session two recording will be up there by Friday as well. All right. So, Tia, if we could take this slide down for me, please. Thank you very much. Um, And I hope everyone you can still see me and Tia because that's what you should be able to see at the moment. Um, So there's a few things that I wanted to follow up. Um, Welcome Linda, thank you that you're here and you made it. There's a few things I wanted to follow up today. Um, We had a really, really good session, the last one, and thank you so much for everyone who gave feedback. I know there was lovely comments in the chat, but a number of you filled out the feedback form for me. Thank you. Some lovely comments of support for Tia. I think Tia, you did really, really well. I think it was nice for people to hear from you and not just being behind the scenes. But also we did a lot, we had a very practical conversation about development tools but there was a particular question we asked you as your takeaway action was identify one development tool you'll be adding to your support toolbox and actions needed for you to start using it so i know here people are good and you have been taking those actions on so i'd just like to invite you if you have if you have identified that one tool that you're going to add to your support toolbox and i hope everybody is starting to develop their support toolbox on this journey with me, then could you let me know in the chat what tool you're adding? And if you know what action you're taking, what that would be as well, okay? Thank you very much. So I'll just give you a few minutes to do that. I also wanna touch on just to say, just to remind people some of what we spoke about in the last session as well, was the silent coaching sessions that Ruby led us through, which was brilliant. And I know she did it quite quickly and I know some people went through it, but I also know that some people wanted those um, questions to take away and we sent those out. I sent those out after. So thank you, John. I saw about expanding your circle of influence. I'm just gonna click my screen so I can see the chat properly. And it's not just popping up across the bottom of my screen. So bear with me a second. That's a lovely message, Bessola. It's really nice to hear that that's how you're feeling. Um, Something that I should also say. So, yes, and and I think that's true. And I definitely don't want to take anybody's credit, what you said there about already being on a journey. And if this is accelerating it, brilliant. A couple of things I want to mention. And sorry if I jump around, because there's things that's in my mind that I don't want to forget. But um, someone in the feedback, um, I had a comment about It would be really nice if people could share, um, maybe share their reflections of what they've learned from attending the webinar sessions and what action they're gonna take. And whoever said that, I think you read my mind. So I don't wanna give away what's gonna be in the next session, but there is gonna be an opportunity For everyone attending to do exactly that. Because I think it's important if people want to share that and learn from it, but also to take the time to reflect for yourself. And again, there'll be an action at the end of today that will help you with that. But the other thing I wanted to point out was you know, if you've attended all the sessions, not including today, we've had seven and a half hours together. And I don't know, it hasn't felt like that at all to me, but that's quite a lot of learning and insight to share. And if you stay with me till the end, so you go and do session seven as well, that would be over 10 and a half hours of insight and learning. So it's definitely what I want you to be able to do is to really kind of um, digest what you've taken in and to really think about how you're using it. So I'm gonna go back to the question I asked about identifying one thing in your support toolbox and any actions you've taken. So I see here, Um, I can't see who it's from, so I'm just going to try and scroll scroll down. Expand my circle of influence at every opportunity. Make contact with potential mentors, asking for a conversation. That's brilliant. You found a mentor? Yes, Matt. That is brilliant. Well done. That's really, really good. Starting to identify a mentor? Oh, fantastic, Bernie. So for some of you, and I don't know if this runs outside healthcare. I don't know if everybody knows what a reverse mentoring scheme is. But if you don't, um, what it is, it's about senior people in an organization actually being mentored by more junior level people in an organization so that they can actually be more exposed to the lived experiences of those people, of more junior staff and understand what it's like through their eyes. So if you remember, um, we had a uh, there was a line I said in a previous session about um, Uh, about your people, knowing where your people are at and what they need. And I think reverse mentoring really helps to unlock that. I know it's very popular in the NHS as well at the moment. I don't know if um, um, other industries are using it as well. But that's really good to hear that you're part of that. Linda, you found a coaching supervision group that you're going to join. Good. And I think the reason why I ask you to share it as well is because I know that although we've been having these conversations, although we've been trying to encourage each other, I think it's also important to um, hear what other people are doing if maybe you haven't felt as confident to take that step or to do something or to take action. So, okay, Yvonne, also, it's also in local authorities. Fine, thank you for telling me that. This is why I asked about it. I'd also ask asked a question as well. We gave a lot of information um, in the last session about, um, I, I want to put my four fingers up, it was mentoring, coaching, Um, development programs, and we touched very lightly on shadowing. And I would just say, as I know that what was shared, I think, gave a lot of people insight. But I'd also say if there's anything else that you want to know about those today, it will come up in the conversation. But do ask it in the Q&A, even if it's not directly related to when we speak to my special guest, Morenike shortly. okay? so thank you, Uzo. I think anyone who is in the NHS, Project M is really good. And I think it's, I like the balance of it because it gives people a chance. There are um, resources that you can access, but there's also um, peer support you can access as well. And just to remind people, when we spoke about mentoring last time, we spoke about different types of mentoring. So, exactly what um, Abby's saying here. We spoke about peer mentoring. So thank you. I don't know if Emily's on the call today, but Emily spoke to us about that as well. Um, We spoke about stretch mentors. Remember me talking about wanting a stretch mentor? We also spoke about um, virtual mentors. So maybe people who you admire, famous people, people who may have passed away and learning and understanding about them and how they can mentor you. And then of course, there's a traditional type of mentoring relationship that myself and Tia have and that Tia explained to you. We also spoke about, and one of the takeaways we had was um, thinking about mentors who may not be from the same background as you, but what they could still bring. Antoinette, I love that about participating in learning networks, because I think that's what we've had here. Uzo, if you have time, could you just pop in the chat for Edwin about NHS Project M or even just put the link in for him to share that information? I'd be really grateful for that. Thank you. Again, if anyone wants to share anything about whether you did it again um, and reflected on your own, do let me know. How did you get on? Did it unlock anything for you or not? If it didn't, I think I'd like to kind of find out a little bit more from you about what might be holding you back. So I'm just gonna put a, a poll up now. So do you remember usually I do an interaction question and I say, I really wanna have um, interaction with you. I'm not gonna use the poll this time. I quite like to hear from everybody. If anything is still holding you back, what is it? What's the thing that's holding you back the most? So if I put the post up, poll up now, let me see if I can get this to work and um, people can fill it out. And then I'll share the findings with you so that we can see what people say. So it's just gonna come up now. And that's great to hear from you, Bernie, about personal development consultation. Yes, and I know that you have been looking for the right coach for you. I hope some of those points we shared last time, which I have got written down here, so I will come back to that, about um, what we had about finding the right coach. It's been a popular conversation, and I know I don't know if my, uh, my friend Carla, Coach Carla's on the call, but she also shared a really good LinkedIn post recently, which was talking about um, sort of echoed some of the points we had here about finding the right coach but also about if you are a coach and I know a number of you here do offer coaching support for colleagues and um, about also for yourself what you might want to consider. Um, thank you for that information John here and um, what you're sharing here because I know we do have some colleagues who are from Yorkshire who joined us when Salma joined the session and have stayed with us so thank you for that information really helpful. OK, so we've got a, a tie here in relation to fear and about an unclear vision or goal. OK, and I'm going to pick up on all of these things that might be holding you back. So you've all had a good look at them. OK. What I will say um, what I will say about these is so if we think back to the um, structure of the webinar series, if you remember the Be Yourself, we had two sessions on that which was about um, uh, the leader's mindset and supporting you to be brave. We then had our two sessions about backing yourself. So about finding your leadership style in challenging times, and then about the power of a conversation and building influence and relationships. And we've now moved into the space of making it happen. So taking your next step, so um, your development toolbox, and then today about actually let's make it happen. It's true, Linda, I thought that finances might have been higher, but even better that it's not, because I feel like that can be one of the biggest challenges to overcome. It's not as straightforward to some of the solutions I think we do have to some of the things that are holding people back. So just picking up on fear, I'm not suggesting for one minute that because we ran a couple of sessions on supporting you to be brave and a leader's mindset, that all of a sudden, all your fears will wash away. That's not the case. But what I really would encourage you to do is to listen back to session one, because I think Tara made some really powerful points about how she's developed her leader's mindset, how she deals with fear, how she deals with imposter syndrome, you know, and she was very honest with us. And we know that Tara is running a very successful business. And also, when we heard not only her backstory, so her backgrounds and what, what, you know, her childhood, but also about how she started her podcast, you know, and again, in a very competitive environment and how successful that's become. So this isn't someone who's just talking to you from a theory perspective. This is about action steps that she takes all the time and that she uses. Yes, Linda. And that. That's my favorite. So Tara is my kick up the bum cheerleader. That's what I call her. And the number one thing she told me when I was toying with whether I was going to do a webinar, and whether I was going to do a podcast and whether I was going to try and go into leadership development was exactly that. Jump right in and stop playing around the edges. So I just remind everyone the content of what we've had in these sessions There is stuff in here, and when you listen back to them that will absolutely give you um, practical advice and tips for dealing with fear. I spoke about, I think as leaders, or when you're climbing the career ladder, you'll have a fear about making decisions, you'll have a fear about losing control. You'll have a fear about taking action. And it's really fantastic to hear some of you have faced that up with the takeaway action we had about reaching out to free people, for example. The other thing we spoke about as well is about in supporting you to be brave was about being you, being the real you, you know, and why that's important, you know. Yes, exactly, exactly, Bissola. Being comfortable saying, no, I don't know. All, everyone, nobody knows everything. There's all stuff that we don't know and sometimes what we think we're meant to know. And I think just being open to learning or knowing the man who can, that's being solutions-focused. And if you remember, Tara spoke to us as well about being solutions-focused. The other thing about um, finances, though, if finances is what's holding you back, I know part of what we're talking about here is career progression as well. And usually when you progress your career, you will usually earn more money. What I'd also say is, and I'm not, I don't want to get into anybody's personal spaces. I'm not asking anyone to share anything that they wouldn't want to. But it's about prioritising as well. Putting your development and your career first in terms of what you may reallocating your finances to. So if there's something that you do want to do, if there is a course that you want to take on, if there's coaching that you want to invest in, I think there's something about prioritising that investment. But if finances are tight, then I hope that what we're talking about in terms of career progression also help. hopefully will provide some solution to that in that you will gain promotion as well from taking on and trying to move forward with some of the ways that we've suggested. The other thing that I'm going to come back to um, is about lack of confidence because, again, or lack of motivation. There's something I'm going to talk to you about at the end that links to that. Also talking about here now, I hope that you feel this is a safe space. I hope that this is a space where you feel you can be open about talking about the things that you're struggling with and that here, as you know, in the chat, there are colleagues here and I call us colleagues and and a community of learning that People want you to share because they want to help you. They want to share their advice and they want to share their insights. So I'm not suggesting that what I've said here takes everything away, but I just don't want you to forget some of what we've covered already. And then coming into um, before I introduce our guest at the end, like I said, I'm going to talk to you about a couple of different programs and also about um, using a coach. But not forgetting that point, that one about lack of a clear vision or plan or a goal. We're going to come back to that because, remember, Tia gave quite straight talking advice when she said, you know, before you engage with a mentor or before you're thinking about coaching, it is important to have some kind of idea of what it is you want to get out of it or where it is you want to go. And I think that's an important point. But you may not have the clarity of the vision around that. What might be able to help you with that? Or you may have a goal that you're scared to talk about, or you're scared to admit. You might think it's too ambitious. You might think that, um, you know, you haven't got the confidence to go for it. Hold that thought because I'm going to talk to you about something at the end that may be the next step to helping you unlock that. Yes, and yes, I do, you know, I promised you that the recordings would be available and I wanted them to be available in a space where everyone could access them. And also if you felt benefit from them, that you would share them with other people. And that's why I wanted to put them on the podcast. I think that's exactly, John, that's exactly the point that I think Tara made about imposter syndrome. You know, some people feel like me, am I the, you know, do I deserve to be in this role? Have I got the capability? Have I got the, um, the experience? Have I got the backstory? Do I come from the right background? All different things called imposter syndrome. But something I said before about why I don't like using that term, although I understand what it means is because I feel like it's labeling something that I think we all have doubts at times. And how do we not know that our peers or those more superior to us don't have those doubts as well? I know that they do. So sometimes what we're feeling is what everyone's feeling or more senior people are feeling as well. And that's okay. I think sometimes having that bit of doubt keeps us on the right balance of confidence and arrogance. I hope that makes sense. But what I would say is sometimes if we label it, it can become internal chatter that can be a bit negative. Uh, the book from session two, How to Turn Stress on Its Head, is almost talking about how a fault is just a fault is just a fault. All right. So I just wanted to touch on some of the things that might help with the things that you feel are holding you back. But I'm conscious of time. And I do wanna make sure we finish on time today because everybody should know there is a massive football game at eight o'clock. And I absolutely wanna have my dinner and be sitting down. Last time I've said, I'm gonna leave you guys because I'm gonna watch the football and it didn't work. At quarter past eight, I still wasn't sitting down watching the football. I want to watch the football on time today. So I am going to move us on. So I am going to move us on now and introduce our special guest who's here with us behind her beautiful display. So hi, Morenike. Um, so for those of you who don't know morenike or if you haven't had a chance to read her little bio, I just want to explain a little bit about why I contacted Marenike and asked her to join us um, for this evening's session. And she's kindly fitted us into her busy schedule. So we'll forgive that you're in your car. It's okay. I'm just grateful that you could join us. So although there's a large number of us on the sessions who are from a healthcare background, or from a um, social care or care, some sort of care um, role. There's also a number of people who aren't and who work in different environments. And I know some of you have been in touch with me saying, Monique, it would be really nice to have a guest who wasn't from healthcare. And Morena K is just that. So she has a finance background, but what was really important to me was two things about Morena K. One, uh, I think her, her CV and her bio speaks for itself, her range of experience and knowledge is brilliant, but also two things. One is that K has held executive and non-executive director roles. And I think that brings a really different flavor to understanding what it is to work at senior level and how you influence at a senior level, because non-executive roles are very different, but you have so much accountability still for the organization. The other thing is that if you don't know, Morena is the founder of Career Nuggets, and I'm gonna get her to tell you all about this program, but where we're talking about development programs, where we're talking about practical development programs, where we're talking about programs that can really help you to understand how to navigate, and some of those unspoken things, insights that you need to understand. I think Career Nuggets embodies that so much. I've had the pleasure of being invited to speak on one of the modules. And it was absolutely brilliant. The content is amazing. But Monique, if I could welcome you and say good evening and just say, you know, it'd be lovely for you to just share with everyone a bit about your career journey and also then tell us about why you started Career
1: Nuggets. Um, You've got about 10 minutes. Does that sound okay? It does. Um, Thank you so much, Monique, and good evening, everyone. Um, Firstly, like Monique said, I apologize, I'm in the car. I am actually attending I'm at the reception of my friend's wedding, but this is something dear to my heart, so I took time out, you know, to be here. But it's always a pleasure to be here. So, um, a bit about myself. So I was um very humble beginnings. Born in Wales, um, went back to um, Nigeria when I was about ten, and I was your average um student, but I didn't really have a flair for. Um, being the top in the class or anything like that. What I what I was very keen on is I just wanted to be accepted by people. I went to boarding schools, so I would always want to be part of the group that seemed to be having influence. So I never really had an identity of my my own. As a result of that, I was very average. My first set of GCSEs were really bad, um, so I had to take them over again and went to university a bit laid back finished with a second class lower, but something clicked when I when I became 21. For some reason, I was now desiring not to be this mediocre person, to have some kind of drive to want to, and at that point in time, I wanted to be the best. So I came back to the UK at 21 and I stayed with some of my relatives and most of them said, with your degree, where you're bringing it from, you have to retrain. And to retrain would cost me some money and I didn't just have that. So I did some research and I realized that there were, and at that point in time, my degree was computer science. There was a market for computer scientists, but I wanted something that was more, um, something that you wouldn't need to keep on updating your skill set. So with computing and I loved programming, um, it's something that was changing rapidly. And like I said, I, I didn't really have a flair for continuous reading. So I wanted to go for a profession that once I've gotten banked to that qualification, I'll basically be it and it will be marketable anywhere. And with my research, it turned out to be accounting. Every firm needs an accountant. Every And once you're an accredited accountant, you know you're, the world's your oyster. So the question was, how do I fund this training? Did my research, and I realized that there's certain organizations that would take you on as a trainee, pay for your education, give you time off and so I started applying but these were very competitive roles you needed to have something like um you know a first class or come from Russell University but one thing I would say was at that time when I make up my mind to do anything I'm like a builder I just want to go for it so I wasn't letting go despite all the conditions which I didn't qualify for they wanted somebody with a second class upper and all the different things they put to it and I it took me a couple of months um almost seven i think it's nine months there about but i did get you know a graduate trainee role and that's how i started my um accountancy journey and they paid for all my training gave me time off but one key thing that's helped me with my career journey is being been able to speak up so in as much as i wanted to get these roles I was telling different people. So the way I got that graduate training role was I popped in to see a friend who knew that I was looking and said, have you heard there's a vacancy here? And that's how I applied. Um, when I chartered as a chartered accountant, I also wanted to work. My demands are not too much. I wanted to work with a leading, you know, the the number one accountancy firm, which was Coopers. Like the journey had embarked on before, when i called for a pricewaterhouse cooper's um application form they wouldn't send it to me mainly because you needed to have a a second class upper minimum come you know they had all these things they were looking for and i didn't have it but i remember asking the lady what do i need to do to come back and she said if you can chatter as an accountant and i was very specific with my qualifications so i've always wanted to be in public sector so I'm a CIP for chartered accountant. So I'm a public sector chartered accountant, and um, so I went ahead and did that. And then PwC were now looking for experience hired, which is what um, they call it. Now prior to then, I would they had a building in Embankment Place, and I would go in front of this building. They have these sets of revolving doors to show you how much I really crave to watch in PwC, to work with PwC. I'll go in these revolving doors and come out, even though I'm not a staff, but I just needed to start feeling. And the reason why I share that is we all have desires, we all have passions that we want. You've got to do that will make something that will make that thing a reality. For me, going through those revolving doors was like, one day I be part of what well, okay, it did um, arise by me speaking up. So unknown to me when they did all, when they had this recruitment, I was shortlisted. But the um, line manager that I had at the time, well, not he was two levels above me. He was the head of the department. Everyone knew, I want to work for PwC. I really want to work for PwC. So unknown to me, um, he knew that I was going for, um, he knew I was going for the interview. And despite the hurdles, because at some point, I got there, I think the final stage, I got there about an hour late because of British Rail. I was living in Southeast at the time. So I was really panicking, but the partner was kind to see me. I finished the interview, but I was feeling really down that how could I let go of an opportunity um, like that? And unknown to me, the partner and my head of service were best friends. So they had kind of sealed the deal. So I got my, you know, I got into PwC. And really, my my entire um, career journey has been based on referrals. It's been based on uh, me speaking to people. Opportunities that have come my way by speaking up. But there was a point, one uh, quick bit that I wanted to say. There was a point in my career, whereby I got a managerial role, but I was trying to break into senior management. And it seemed like I just couldn't go further. Every time I went for an interview, I would be told, you were almost there. What is it? They couldn't really give me anything tangible that I could work on. And at that point in time, I decided that I needed a mentor. I needed somebody that was right up there that could tell me how can I cross you know into that level what is it that I needed and I remember approaching one of the executive directors of the company where I was working and she said I'm only going to give you three months so I was so determined in that three months whatever is going to take I am going to learn what it's re- what was required and some of the things she mentioned then was it's at those levels, is beyond your qualification. It's actually beyond your experience because you're to- you're talking about managing resources. How you want to deliver something, you're going to have resources to help you deliver it. So it's along the soft skills. How do you manage stakeholders? How do you communicate? How do you influence? And these are the sort of things she um, shared with me that these things need to. You need to see how you can describe these at an interview, not just describing what you do at the job. Because everybody knows when you get to a particular level, you can do that. But how would you be able to um, deliver your objectives using other resources around you? And really, that's where the penny dropped. And I thought this is something that you don't really get even when you do all your formal qualifications. And that's what led to me launching Career Nuggets. So at that point in time, I was being made redundant and I was paid off about 60 something thousand. I thought, what can I do with this? A lot more people need to know about this. And that's how I launched Korean Nuggets um, using the TV show initially, because I wanted to raise the awareness about the sort of things that people should know about if you want to progress in your career. There's room for formal education, but there's also the soft skills and, and it was new to me because I was somebody that I just go into the work and bury my head in the sand do the work do a good job but I wasn't connecting with other people I wasn't talking to other people I was just minding my own business and that was my limiting factor I had to break out of that shell I'm a very I'm an introvert I I love my my space my you know but I realized that to progress you need to work with others and others need to be able to reach you too so that's my story in a nutshell thank you Monique (laughs) thank you very much and I think um
0: I already, I, there's so many powerful points you've shared there and I'm seeing how people are picking up on it already in the chat. But just to build on, um, and we'll dig into it, in the q&a in a minute but just to build on can you tell us a little bit more about career nuggets and and the kind of um the content of the program so i understand what you were saying and i i know because i've seen it in terms of it focuses more on some of those practical and more softer skills just could you just give everyone a bit more of a flavor of sort of how it's constructed the sort of modules you have etc just tell us a little bit more about it
1: Okay, so career nugget is I would say is a safe space for somebody wanting to um, develop their career, and we have an academy which is accredited by the Institute of Leadership and Management, and it consists of eight modules, um, seven modules. Some of the modules are, um, you know, uh, from the top of my head, empl- employability skills. Um, uh, what's it called? your, your uh, managing your mindset. Um, we've got something around mindset I think we've got things around um, managing and leadership and you know how you can influence um, conflict management is a key one um, communication skills so those are the sort of a lot of it's on the website um, um, so TV. so we have those modules and the last module is where we would give you an assignment so you can um, So it's our way of assessing how you can practicalize what the theory and the things that you've learned. And you come and then present um, your case study in terms of applying all the things you've learned over the seven weeks. But for each session, you have um, you have uh, you're exposed to about three to four mentors who come. talk. From their practical experience, how the journeys, the obstacles they've um, overcome, and they share practical things that, you know, it's a safe space. They say things that are really, um, uh, you know, things that you wouldn't necessarily come across. And they, and then they're also available to network with you, to mentor you, and we don't let go of the people. We're always accessible. So after the um, the course. We don't just let people go off. If anybody needs to reach us, um, we're always there to support people. Um, so that's what the Career log is. So that's one arm. Then we also have once every year, we have a networking um, event. It's a soiree where people come together. We have about 200 to 250 people that come and they're mainly professionals. And it's a very nice evening. And then we also have a TV show and then there are loads of Um, seminars that we we do throughout the year. Basically, the main drive of Career Nugget is to be a support hub to support anybody that wants to progress in their career. So we're a bank of 40 mentors um, and from different different career backgrounds. And we're just there to support people. We're just passionate um, to support others and also showcase that there's a lot of talent in the community out there sometimes it's difficult to locate these people so i'm kind of a connect so that's what it's about thank you very much for that
0: extra information so i can see there's a couple of questions here already but just to help people here the reason why so i'm not here to say this career nuggets is the only place where you could go to but what i do know is the modules connect to a lot of what we've covered here and this has been a whistle stop tour of some of the key leadership and career development insights, I think career nuggets goes your modules go into it much more, and I'm sure people would have heard a number of the um, titles of our webinar sessions connecting to those modules. So that's why I want. I, that's why I loved it when you said you would come on because I thought yes, my one of my main concerns has been about um, people joining us here in the webinar sessions you know feeling motivated feeling like they've learned something but knowing that they need a little bit more and want and not wanting people to waste time on some of what we've said you know some of those more theoretical-based programs where there's nothing wrong with them, but they're not going to give you how you nicely term it, the softer skills that we know are very much needed. So I can see the question. So Bernie, just to let you know as well, what we will be doing is we will be sending you all of the links that Morena K has given to me. I'll be sending them out to everybody so that you can get that full information on the program. Morena K has also kindly offered a discount for anybody from the webinar. So again, when I send the email on Friday, I will provide all of that that information for everybody. We'll also put, I know Tia will put the link in the chat. There's a lovely, I love your intro video, but it really does explain what the the kind of concept of the whole package of Career Nuggets is about. And you said it really, really quickly, but I'm gonna tease it out. Two (laughs) things, Marenike has two books that support what she's just been speaking to us about. So do tell us what the titles of your books are and we'll make sure we share that with everybody as well. But also, Marenica has a TV programme. I don't know if you all caught her saying that, but there is Career Nuggets TV. And actually, I think on the episodes, a lot of what she's saying, you get the insights into some of what's shared into the, in the modules in bite-sized chunks and you get to hear from people like ourselves about their career journey and how they've navigated. So again, let's make sure we share information. And is it is it once a week that it's on?
1: it's it's repeated it's about three times a week on on sky 193 so again
0: all the things why i want you to notice is because the learning doesn't stop here but i'm conscious of time and i want to let you go to your friend's wedding reception so tia shall we move into the questions i know we've got some in the chat but i'll let you navigate whether you're going
2: to take the chat or the q a first We'll go with the Q&A first, okay. um, if that's OK. So Marenake, the first question is from John and it says, thanks, Marenake, a remarkable journey of persistence and resilience. What was the one thing that was the game changer, do you think?
1: Thank you, John, for the question. I think for me it was being able to speak up um, because, like I said, I was an introvert. Um, I, I went to boarding school. And I must say about 80% of my classmates don't even remember me. That's how quiet I was. But I realized being quiet and being kind of very humble and not speaking up was going to limit me. So I needed to know how to interact with other people. So in today's language, they would say emotional intelligence, being able to manage my own emotions and others and how to, you know, understand others and get people to understand me. And that's been my greatest, um, being able to, you know, just face my fears, which is which was, you know, being in a public space, one of it was by me going on TV, you know, that's just beyond me, you know, just doing things that are outside my comfort zone. Okay, thank, thank you. you. Um, so the next question is from Ali,
2: and actually for Monique, um, and it says, Monique, in the last session, you said you had no formal, formal leadership qualification. What does the NHS value more, experience or qualification? Is it advisable to do more courses or just get more experience?
0: Um, I think that's a good question. So what I was explaining was that I don't have a master's. Um, and I know that because I had equivalent experience and I was explaining that I didn't have time to do a master's once I'd started my career journey because I have three children. Um, but what I would say is that I don't think there's no harm in academic qualifications, and a number of people have masters. And if you have, you can have them in any discipline, but usually helpful to have them in a discipline that maybe relates to what you're interested in. Um, For me, I think you have to have some practical experience that you've applied what you're learning is to. You know, I see men, and this is why I say it, try and balance it up if you can. It's tricky, though, because doing a master's or any kind of postgraduate or leadership qualification is hard if you've got a busy full time job. But you usually find that you need a balance of both. The way my career navigated, the experiences that I was able to gain from actual on-the-job experience and being able to take that forward, that worked very, very well for me. And I was able to demonstrate that I had the equivalent specialist experience instead of the master's. I wouldn't discourage anyone from doing academic qualifications. I just think those alone won't unlock the doors for you. And as Marenike was saying, even sometimes when you have got the right On the job experience, if you're not using that and bringing that together with then having the confidence to step forward into opportunities, you won't necessarily push open the doors, especially if you really want to push up the ladder, you know, and not just take it slowly, step by step. I've told you before, I'm impatient. So I wanted to navigate quickly. So I jumped into opportunities and I put myself forward. So you have to know who you are and what you feel comfortable with. But I'd say try and balance both if you can. I don't know, Moronica, if you would say the same, I can see you nodding.
1: Um, Yeah, I will completely agree with you. I think for for, for career progression and things like that, one key thing is self, you've got to be able to self-evaluate yourself, be self-aware of yourself. And then take the necessary steps. Um, in terms of formal education, something that I do if I wanted to go back and do any kind of, because I did a lot of learning, even though I didn't, you know, it's not my number one, um, is connect with people. My husband is a good connector and all his jobs, he's got it through speaking while he was doing um, the formal education. So when he was doing his first master's you got a job second master's because you'd be amazed how connected the lecturers sometimes the people we overlook tend to be your connectors to the next level so even if you love studying you know just use that as a means to to connect with somebody
2: thank you okay tia okay so the next question is from linda and the question is what have your main challenges been as an introvert
1: Okay, um, my main my main challenge has been perception management. Um, so the h- higher I rose in my career, it's not expected for you to be an introvert. You're meant to be able to speak up. And so when I first started in senior management, I'll be in meetings and I'll be very quiet. Um, and it's expected at least, to bring something to the table and say things. But everything that everybody was saying around the table seemed to be things that I would say, and I didn't want to repeat that. So I had to learn, like, um, how to com- how to break into that, how to communicate, how to bring something to the table. And I did that by preparing a lot. So if I have a, a meeting with anybody, it doesn't have to be a board meeting or a senior management meeting, I wouldn't just prepare, like, Um, you know, just look at what's on the agenda, but I'll think outside the box, what are the other things that might pop up so that there's something for me to communicate with them, to connect with them at the table. Um, So my greatest thing is being able to speak in public and being able to own my own place and own my own um, space and not feel like, am I meant to be here? Because I used to have that. And I know Monique earlier on spoke about imposter syndrome, and, mm-hmm. and you're right, it affects everyone, whether you want to say it's that or not. But there have been instances whereby I then start doubting myself because of my reserved nature. And when I see everybody being very bubbly, but I've had to come out of that shell, but as, but not losing who I am. So I, I still very much love who I am. But, you know, there's certain things I've had to learn from reading. Um, and I just want to be myself, but still. Being able to read my environment and adapt accordingly, depending on what's required.
0: I think that point you just made there, the, the ability to read your environment, I think that's a very powerful point. That's an important point. Thank you for that.
2: You're welcome. Okay, so the next question is from Bernadette. And the question is, Marenneke, from your cohort, what percentage would say they have achieved their goal
1: slash ambition? Um, So it depends on different cohorts and what people are wanting. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say maybe around 60%, 60, 65, because it's not just about what I give. It's also people have to take ownership of their their career. So there's only so much push I can put in there. If the person doesn't have their own um, Mm self-motivation, there's nothing, no matter how much, no matter how even if you put an opportunity in front of them they wouldn't still recognize it or take it um so there are different so people are on the journeys I've had some people that have been with me for maybe about three years and the third year it, can, it clicks and things start happening and there's some they're with me within a month or two they get they get that inspiration and they just go for it because it's always been in them I believe that each one of us have a lion or a lioness in us but we need something that can ignite it and bring it out and then we go for it because we have to do it ourselves. Um, so that's what I would say. Great, <laughs> right, thank you. And um, there was a
2: question in the chat. Is the programme open to candidates candidates of any background?
1: It, it is, but, um, but you've got to be, there's just, you've got to be working. You've got to have some kind of maybe a couple of years, like two years work experience underneath your belt because it's for people working i mean when i say working even if you're unemployed but you've got some work experience because these are these are skill sets that would help you navigate that workplace better and excel and be visible Um, so those are sort of things we talk about great thank you have we got
2: time for some few more questions yeah we're good Yeah. yeah yeah um okay so we have one from eva and the question is, what work have you done on yourself to understand who you are and what you stand for to convey your authentic self? You come across very, come across as very authentic.
1: Oh, bless! Thank you, Eva. <laughs> so, one of the things I did um, first of all before I did any profession was I I had um, I visited a career counselor um, who carried out like a, pers- a very in depth personality test for me. So from there on, I knew I will flourish in the public sector and not in the private. That was the starter. And I knew that anything that had analytical skills, I will flourish. So I could do engineering or accounting. So I did that. And then subsequently, I've always maintained, because what I found, found out is depending on where I am in my, in my career, in my life, things change my priorities change so I there's some free personality tests which I always recommend for people there's 16 I think it's called 16 personality tests it's Mm. free Mm. and when you've done it it gives you a very detailed report about yourself um you know yourself more than anything I mean this would only give you a result based on your answer so you've got to be true to yourself when you're answering these questions and that normally is one of the things I do another thing I do is I never shy away from feedback. So when I meet somebody, my husband, anybody around me, I tend to get feedback. How do I come across? What can I do better? Um, And I I will wait, I would assess what people are giving me. Um, I I then use that either to um, improve myself or be content that, okay, this is coming across right. So Mm -hmm. I do a lot of um, self-assessment. And I know there've been some roles where I've stepped into because I've Taking that opportunity and leaped at it but I've not been properly I've not got enough experience to back it up and I and I've recognized that and I've done the necessary to reach out to other people that can mentor me and help me overcome um that so one example was when I got a you know a senior management role and I had to write these board reports I'm an accountant for crying out loud I love numbers <laughs> well these reports they want numbers they want work <laughs> pages you know so I remember doing the first report and it was literally a page and I remember my manager saying what's this this can't go to the board and I'm thinking straight to the point I'm an account that's what I am I'm straight talking and I had to get someone to talk me down who said you have to build on your point you don't just go straight to the point you have to give some background now this might be basic but I was a senior manager and I went and got some help so I am true I'm real and I would ask anybody anybody for help <laughs> so that's one thing there's <laughs> thank you
2: do I have to go to the next question Minnie. yeah Quick. we're good okay so the next question is from Bisola and it says Reneke great achievements in your experience do you think your skin color has held you back at all
1: simplest terms yes um uh, I'm not sure if it's the color, but bottom line is, and I'm just gonna say this is how I think mm-hmm. is some some of these organizations where I've worked, the people, the people at the board level and senior management are just one particular color, and they haven't had the experience of working with a woman, let alone mm-hmm. a woman of color. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm thinking I'm flexible to adapt to their ways, but they're kind of set in their ways. And that has always come in the, in, has come in. Um, I remember when one person, I remember one particular role where the gentleman literally, I went up to him because I'm thinking, I need to understand these people. Let me go and get feedback. And, and he was a client to me and I went in and I was shocked. Cause first thing he told me was, I don't even know what you're doing in this organization. Wow. You have no communication skills um, you don't fit here. And that really knocked my confidence. But when you surround yourself with the right people, um, then I went back and, um, I remember my mentor telling me then that you need to be, you need to be, you need to get something right. Not everywhere would be for you. You can, you, there's some, that you're not going to fit everywhere and it's for you to know we- Environment, you can plug yourself in and be yourself and, and flourish. And if that's happening, you need to look. And then I started paying more attention to what are company's values? Do they mm-hmm. like my values? Initially, I was looking at, I need to be the senior manager and I was just looking at the roles and I was looking at the money. Mm-hmm. But then I realized that the values are important. If I mm-hmm. see a company that doesn't put something towards valuing their staff or respect or integrity. If everything's all about go- achieving goals, I wouldn't go for them. So, you know, those are some of the things that I've had to um, imbibe. So, yes, my my colour has... I think, um, thank you, Marenika, and thank you
0: for being honest. I think we've, indefinitely in session two, we had some a good and honest conversation and debate about actually managing how to have challenging conversations how to challenge and you know definitely heard from people on the call about difficult experiences that they've been for and unpleasant experiences such as that and I think there's something what I would say here is it's about supporting everybody to be able to challenge when those things happen because I, I say this all the time when you need to be brave it's We can talk about it, but when you're in the space and you need to be brave, it's very difficult to do it at that time. And that's why I wanted to cover and provide information and support to help you understand when you are in those situations, this is what you can do, because that's an awful situation to be in. But we also spoke about exactly what you're saying. There may be a time when you just don't align with the organization. And as it says here, aligning yourself to the value of an organization is so important. But I also want to make sure that if anybody is in a situation where they feel that they're being treated unfairly or, you know, or being bullied or being intimidated in any way, that we also, I hope what Ruby took you through in session two and you can listen back to is about how to challenge effectively what to do and how to do that and to where to access support for it as well. So, you know, we need to be honest and open about some of those things that are happening, but we also have to be honest and open exactly what you said. There are many different Sat and Ruby in the next session will talk about intersectionality and what that means, but there are many different situations. And I've said before openly that um, the most um, comments and I'll call them comments because some people think they're okay to make has been about my age being a director and people thinking that I'm not old enough to be a director, I can't be experienced enough to be a director. Whereas some people might think it would be about my colour or about my um, gender, it's been about my age. And I've had other director colleagues who've also felt intimidated or lesser because of their background. So I think all of these things are issues. Yes, because race is prominent and it is out there and we know there's racial discrimination and we mustn't ignore it. And this is why also we have um, this is why I wanted to put the webinar series together as well. Whilst it's not targeted at black and brown people, I know I have a lot of black and brown people here with me in our brave leadership community but it's also to say that you know we if you are a manager if you're leading you may be in a situation where you're leading people who are not from the same background from you or people you're not used to working with and I want to prepare you for that as well but also as Marnie Kaye saying when you're in a situation where you may be the only person of colour or you may be the only woman how to prepare you for that too so thank you. I just wanted to pick up on that point because I think it's well,
1: quite... I to say something on that that uh, when you challenge something that one has to be prepared for it because um, I remember an organization I worked and this scenario is very basic so we were having an accommodation restructuring you know changing the way the layout of the accommodation and there was a kitchen we're talking about putting a kitchen in the basement and one on the main floor and one of my colleagues mentioned and said the basement should be for the Africans because their food stinks At that point, I said, actually, any food that you heat up would have smell. You know, whether even onions, broccoli, these things smell, but that cost me a lot. So it's still about the values of the organization, because if it's an organization that is actively embracing inclusiveness, then such things should not be accepted. I mean, we were in a project meeting, so we're about maybe about 15 or 12 around the table. And nobody felt that was wrong to say so the fact of the matter is these things happen not everybody is yet embracing being um inclusive but there is a price to be paid because if you're in the wrong environment you won't have other people advocating for the same course so it's important to check these out when we're managing our
0: career thank you and that's and and i think Again, that is an important point. And that's what we spoke about as well. I said that when you do challenge and you, and you may be absolutely right and have all your evidence and you know you're right, you, will be, you are likely to be in an uncomfortable situation and you may not have any allies in your team or in your organization. And we spoke about exactly that. So it's preparing people for those scenarios and about being brave because you were brave in that situation. And I'm, I'm shocked by it. And I know that that would not be acceptable in the environments that I worked in. And if that was said, I know that we have the processes, we would have had the processes and policies to challenge it. It doesn't mean though that that person who is brave enough to speak up, wouldn't be victimized or wouldn't feel really stressed. So I think you're right. And in some scenarios when people have challenged, even when they've um, quite rightly won that challenge and there's been um, repercussions for what's happened, they still have feel they have to move on, that they can't work in that environment anymore. So I think it's really important. That's why I was saying about supporting you to be brave is not just about banging the table and saying, everybody must speak up because we must, but we also have to stick together when people are speaking up and to support our colleagues who are in those situations, whether we're inside or outside of the organization. And yes, Linda, it is important to find allies and that's why we speak about it. So I think it is important about what you're saying and also what you're saying about be be aware of those situations and be aware of what may happen. It's very, very true. Thank you. Tia, we've got time for, I think, one more question, if we have any more.
2: Yeah. Um, so. um um, this one, Veronica, actually follows on from John's earlier question, which was, which is um, also interested to know what drives you, as this seems to be the key point in your resilience.
1: Okay, thank you. I I I drive a lot of energy when I'm able to help others. I I love it, and that stems from my upbringing. So um, where we lived, you know, my mom was just such a giver, even though we didn't really have much, and I and I've grown up the same way and I and I'm stickler for fairness I really love people having Mm -hmm. access to opportunities and Mm -hmm. and I just think sometimes to be able to do that you have to be that role model you have to put yourself through the fire you have to do things because you can only really help others through a wealth of experience and so I put myself out I'm happy to be in some cases, a sacrificial lamb or, you know, I just feel it's got to be from experience that you can really help others. And that gives me enormous joy. So that's where I get my energy from. That's, I'm like a Duracell, back. you know, have you seen those adverts, the bunnies, when you, once you put the, the, the battery in them, they're just going, I'm like that, when it comes to um, supporting others and seeing people have, Uh, flourish in their careers whatever it is I mean we're talking about career for me career could be a business or anything
0: thank you very much so I think everyone can hear from you I think in what you've imparted with us about your journey um about and I know you're still you're still working like I said you have a full-time career yourself and and what you've built as I want to say the Career Nuggets movement, I want to call it a movement as well because it is that and I know you have a very powerful membership and I think you're absolutely right Yvonne, we need more leaders like you, we do really do. Thank you. The thing what I would say is, and I also know there are potential, um, there, there are leaders, not potential, there are leaders here in this community who've been joining the webinar series and one of the things that I did want to say as well is when we talk about making it happen, and I'll mention it at the song at the end, it's also about making it happen for others. And I know there was a lovely term when we had um, Salma, Yasmin, with us, where one of her team said, Salma, you always hold the ladder out for others. And I think you've done that for hundreds and hundreds of people, Morenike. I think, you know, Thanks. it's so powerful what you've done. And
1: Thanks. I know
0: you were asked that question about the conversion rate, and I think you answered it very modestly. In my opinion in the way you answered it you know but I think it's there are people here in this community who I think you can see with determination you know with that um, willingness to put yourself out there to push I think that's what I heard from you as well that real push to really mm-hmm. hold the mirror up as well because some of the things you've shared with us about what you learned about yourself and understanding about yourself and how you've addressed those gaps you know is very very powerful so I really hope that people have taken that on board. For those of you who are here wanting or thinking about inspiring others, here is your model. Here's the blueprint of how to do it. And it doesn't need to be as big as career nuggets, you know, to have impact. So I hope when you're thinking about yourself, you're also thinking about others as well and how you that you don't need to be on the tv <laughs> you don't need to be so to go from introvert to tv I'm amazed by it I really am but just to be able to let you go to your wedding I would say um is there any final points you wanted to leave of us that we didn't cover before I thank you and let you move on with your evening
1: um thank you so much for having me here Monique you know you've got such a You're large welcome. heart when we met um, at Precious Awards, you know, and then since then we've mentioned, you know, so, you know, I can only just say, thank you, bless your dear heart. And what I would say to everyone is, you know, like I said, there's a lioness, there's a lion in you, believe in yourself, stay true to yourself, stay focused and go for it. It takes a lot to motivate ourselves sometimes. So surround yourself Mm -hmm. with the right people that will enable you to propel you to that next level. But most importantly, always appreciate yourself. Stay in your lane. We all have different giftings and be happy. Mm. Enjoy life and share the love mm. with us. Thank you. Lovely. Those are some lovely points. Thank you
0: very much for joining us and enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank okay. you. Everybody. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow. Okay, guys. So. So much there, Marina K did a brilliant summary there. Um, you know, I'm so glad that she took time out to join us. I knew that she, it would be very powerful for us, not only to understand her journey and some of those challenges that she's been very honest about, but also to understand more about the career nuggets um movement as I'm calling it now, and what she has in there. As usual, I have the joy of trying to sum up three key learning points from what we've heard. And I think, you know, what I will do is I will listen back this evening to those summary points that Morenike just left us with, and I'll make sure I put those into the email for us. So Tia, don't please don't let me forget that. Um, but I have to do the free learning, take the free learning points, the three key learning points today on my own. I didn't even say before we started that usually we have Ruby with us. Unfortunately, she was unable to join us today, but she sends her love and she's gutted that she couldn't be here. So my apologies, because I didn't let you know that in advance in case anyone was wondering where she was today. But Ruby sometimes helps me with the three points in what she's saying sometimes in the chat, but I'm on my own today. So what I heard here what I think are the most powerful ones and as usual I always say if there's anything you want to add put it into the chat I love the point that Marenike said the ability to read your environment I think that is so important really hones what she was trying to say about using your emotional intelligence using your um, softer skills knowing how to manage when people say manage stakeholders managing understanding and knowing and the people around you We touched on the power of um, influence and building relationships. And that's what that's about. So number one, the ability to read your environment. Number two, don't shy away from feedback. And I'm going to build on that because I saw a post on LinkedIn earlier this week that I thought was really good, actually. A couple of things around feedback, and I'd be interested in views on this. I think I saw something that says when you get feedback, Try and take the emotion out of it and just really listen to what someone's saying, because we can become emotional and we can become defensive. And I think that's true. And that's quite honest. I also know some people say, don't take feedback or criticism, if that's what you want to call it. And sometimes I say, let's stick with feedback. Don't take feedback from someone you wouldn't go to advice for. Again, don't know what people think about that. I can see both sides of the coin on that. The thing for me that's important is about people um, giving clear and constructive feedback. So I think don't shy away from feedback is true. Listen, learn. If it's not clear and it's not constructive, ask the question. Ask for that clarification. I saw a post, as I said, which was about when people get feedback from interviews or feedback for when they're going for more asking to be more involved in more senior things or asking why they're not being considered for a more senior role and it's you're not strategic enough that doesn't help anybody it doesn't really break it down and I know people have had that exactly John feedback about examples is often less impactful exactly and I always say the term you're not strategic enough I don't have a problem with that term in itself but as John's just said, give the examples, give some practical examples of what you're talking about. And even better if, if it's in a scenario of an unsuccessful interview or you're speaking to a member of staff about um, why you feel they may not be ready yet for a promotion, explain where they, what they may be able to get the experience from. So, you know, what is it they could do that could give them more insight into understanding how to be more strategic What things could they expose them to? Exactly. So exactly use those, constructive feedback. But sometimes that term, people don't really get what you're talking about. So I think I like the point, don't shy away from feedback. But I'd also say, don't be scared to ask for more clarity if the feedback isn't clear to you or ask for some examples to help you with it. The next one I had here and Uzo, you've made points many a time and we used one of your points before about networks, but it came up again today. So I really want you to take it away again. Connect with people, but build and use your network. Because I think there's something we've spoken about about building your network and how to build your network. We spoke before about using social media, using LinkedIn in particular, how to seek out people that, um, that you do want to connect with more, how to connect with people who may be working at the level that you want to aspire to, or if you've just made a jump up. Up or just being promoted into a more senior role, how to look for connections at that level in other organizations to sort of build up your peer support. But use it. Because I've seen people, there are people in this webinar today who've got thousands and thousands of connections on LinkedIn. Are you using them? Are they the right people? And I see other people who may have lower numbers, but you see that they are using them and they are speaking with people and they're getting involved. I'm not suggesting you spend loads of time that you haven't got. We've all got really busy jobs. But what I am saying, though, is actually use what is there in front of you. And I loved what k shared about the example with her husband, that when he was studying, he used the lecturers to help him. So just think about that. And again, put questions in the chat. If you've tried to build your network and you're struggling with it, let us know. Let's see if anyone can make any suggestions to help you. And then the last one that she said, so I'm gonna have four that I think was important is be self-aware, okay? And I think that (laughs) whilst I giggled when K said it, I do think there's something about, if I budget as yeah, but, okay? It's something I hear from people all the time. You can link people up, you could give people advice, you can provide insights. the response is always always yeah but then there's something about taking a look at yourself and holding up the mirror and saying do you really want to move on with where you are is your head in the right space to do that are you ready to do the work or not and I'm not suggesting like I said this is another full-time job in itself I'm not saying that but progressing your career and fulfilling your potential isn't a walk in the park it does take hard work it does take motivation it does take consistency tara spoke to you all about consistency a lot it takes consistency so when i say be self-aware there's many factors to it be aware of what you're good at we spoke about that with your spikes but also be aware and be honest with yourself when you know am i doing everything that i can be doing Is there something about me or is it really about everybody else? You know, are some of the solutions being put in front of me? Are they right for me? And am I just making excuses? But also, like, when you do get that feedback that is constructive, take it on. Listen to what Marena Kay was saying about how she addressed some of those gaps that she had and what she did and how that's benefited her in progressing her career. So I just say be self-aware. It's a one-liner, but I hope that what I'm saying here helps to expand on that because I think it's really important. Matt, I think this is a a brilliant point here. So anyone who's not looking at their chat on feedback, average managers want to be left alone. Good managers want to be coached. Great managers want to be told the truth. And I think that's that's a really nice way of saying about kind of, putting on your big pants, isn't it? And getting ready to be told that feedback because sometimes we we don't like the truth and we do want to shy away from it. But when we take a, when we take a step back, usually that feedback does help us. Um, I can't remember if I've shared it on one of our sessions before, but an exercise I did was I asked three people who were close to me, who I knew were confident enough to be honest with me. I asked them, could you tell me what my three strongest points were, how you described me and my three areas of improvement? And do you know how powerful that has been for me. And I know they were slightly uncomfortable with saying about the areas of improvement, but it, it helped me so much. And a couple of those people who shared, who did that for me are on the call today. But it's helped me so much because when I catch myself falling into some of the things that they said are my areas for improvement, I can look at what they said and kind of pull myself back and it's about sometimes how I think about things I'm an overthinker, and their points help me to stop doing that and to catch myself doing it so it can be uncomfortable but it can be very powerful so if you are not in a situation where you need feedback on something that might be a way that if you do want to reach out and get some feedback to do it three things you would say are my strong points three things that are my areas for improvement so I'll try and get them into the chat if I can before we finish. But if not, I always do a post on a tweet straight after if I can. And I normally put a post on LinkedIn. So I'll repeat those takeaways. If there are any other takeaways that people heard that they want to um, add on to our top takeaways list, please do put them in the chat and we can add those on. So it's me on my own today, isn't it? I haven't got Ruby to <laughs> to help me. Um, it wasn't a conversation. Um, Bernie, I reached out on a message and they sent me back either a voice note or a message answering the question, which really was good, actually, because I was able to keep it. I've kept them and taken notes from them. So that's how I did it. So now this is all about taking your next step. So I'm going to try and feed in a bit about I said to you, I would have some recommendations of um, where you may be able to go next. We've taken your next step if you need that based on some of what we spoke about. So in terms of development programme, I think you can tell from what I've said today that um, I think the Career Nuggets um, Academy, that part of what Morenike does, is a really good programme. We'll share some information on that. As she said, it is ILM, Institute of Leadership and Management, accredited. Um, and there is a cost attached to it, but she is offering a discount to anybody from Um, the webinar session, so I will share that on the email, that information. Tia has also shared the YouTube intro video, so although Moreneke spoke us through what Korean Nuggets is about, her intro video is really good, I'd encourage you to have a look at it. Um, The other things that we spoke about in last session I just wanted to touch on was for those of you who are in the NHS or local authority there are quite a lot of development programs available at the moment in the NHS you can access them through the leadership academy I know some of the main programs are on hold at the moment because of COVID I know Tia has been looking into some of those Um, you can still access the information and look at them and see which ones might be right for you the other thing that's also coming up in the NHS and local authority is about um, leadership and talent development for people from black and brown backgrounds in particular. So I just wanted to touch on that. So I know Antoinette who's with us Antoinette if you I know you're here today but um, Antoinette applied for NHS England and Improvement that's the main body of the NHS um, have been running a pilot for a leadership talent sponsorship scheme and this is to help Um, people from black and brown and minority backgrounds to get into more senior roles through being exposed to more um, practical experience and placements. Antoinette applied for a place on the pilot programme and she's been successful, which is fantastic news. So well done, Antoinette, it's brilliant news. And I know you're hoping to start your placement, um, I think it's next month, if all goes well. But Linda, you're right as well. I think about apprenticeship programmes, what I would say Some organisations within, both within um, public sector and in commercial as well, are using apprenticeship programmes, not just at entry level. So please do get in contact with your leadership and development teams if you don't know about it already. I know in the organisation I used to work for, they even had an MBA apprenticeship um, scheme available. So there are a number of managers, middle managers, who are now doing an MBA apprenticeship access through the apprenticeship program in the organization so don't forget to look at that as well and thank you Cassandra for sharing that you're on the BAME Talent Management Programme and that's been helpful as well so really good to see that people are thinking about applying or are applying and exactly so if you can get an apprenticeship that is ILM accredited thanks for that Yvonne as well that's also important so Number one, for those of you who said that the, the, the small number of people who said that finances may be an issue, as I'm saying, please make sure you're tapping into everything that is available. Do find out if, if it is an, an academic course you want to do. Do find out if there are any sponsorship or bursary opportunities available. And as I said, for the career nuggets program where there is a cost attached, Morena K is offering a small discount there as well. The other couple of things that I wanted to talk about as well, just knowing who we've got in the audience also is um, there is another coach um, who whose programs that I also like, because, again, it's getting into those skills you need for senior leadership. And I will share the information. It's a lady called Carla Miller and she runs two programs. One is called the Influence and Impact Program. So it is about developing those skills. And it's like a coaching program to support you if you are on that journey of senior leadership. But she also has a, pro, a short program called Confidence to Lead. And that is about people who are in sort of their first line management roles. So again, I'll share information on those. I have reached out to Carla as well to find out if she's willing to offer any sort of promotional discount. So if I can get that sorted, I'll make sure I share that when I share the emails. The other person I wanted to mention is, cause I also know I have some pharmacy colleagues with me um, here as well is Komal George. So if you don't know comal comal um, is a pharmacist by background, but she's a pharmacy career coach. And again, she has some brilliant free masterclasses. She does um, a regular um, call. She has a Facebook community and then she also offers paid coaching. I've reached out to comal as well to ask her if there's anything she could do for anyone here who's interested. But again, I will share her details. I'd encourage you to access her shared resources if you are from a pharmacy background as well the final thing i want to link to quickly before we go is um, for coach carla so carla campbell carla is a life and visualization coach those of you who said that you may still be what's holding you back the most is a lack of a vision or that clarity um, then i want to get to carla carla runs um carla is a visualization coach as i said and specialized in that Carla is running a free masterclass next Tuesday called How to Manifest a Vision Board that will actually work for you. Um, I'll ask Carla if she's still on the call to put the information into the chat for you. But if you do need help with your vision, so whether you are stuck and Carla, I'm going to find my point. So I'm not trying to ad lib that you sent me. So bear with me a second. Um, Carla's masterclass is aimed at those who are ready to unpick and revisit goals that may have been suppressed if you're ready to commit to take action steps towards those goals and if you're open to be supported through visualization coaching and as I said if you're lacking that vision Carla takes you through how to manifest your vision board and bring that to life I have had the pleasure of attending one of Carla's master classes I should have seen if I could have shared my screen to share my vision board because I have a digital vision board and um, one of the images on my vision board is about me speaking and this is really coming through in terms of the webinar series and the podcast speaking to you all. But um, again, we'll share information for that. Carla, it hasn't come through as a link, although I can see the information. So if you can get the link in, um, please do that. But if not, like I said, everything will be available to people um, in the email on Friday. OK, so I just wanted to share that. So Tia, I've got three minutes left. So I'm going to say, could you pop the slide up for me with the takeaway action?
2: and I will try and quickly do that for everybody. Thank you very much. So two things for you here.
0: So the book recommendation for today is called The Pressure Principle. And I'll just hold it up here for everybody. Okay, so this book is this book was one of my early, I bought this book really early in my director career when I'm in the first few months. I remember I went browsing in Waterstones and I saw this book and it caught my eye. But what this book is about really is about fear and pressure of taking your next step can feel really overwhelming at times. And that was one of the highest things that scored was fear. There's two lines in this book that really relate to me and what I've been speaking to you about in the series. The ability to reframe a situation and how that will support your effort to feel excited rather than anxious when taking the next step. Yeah. So I think this book really has some, again, you know me, I'm all about practical, but this book has, I think it's eight principles that he shares. And the thing in here, the, the term that he uses is teacup, thinking correctly under pressure. All right. So I really want you to think about this. And what he also says is recognizing what you can do is the place to start. So this is another book that will really help you to think through getting the right mindset, how to deal with fear, how to break it down, and then how to keep those techniques that help you keep thinking correctly under pressure. So as the usual. 10 lucky attendees will get a free copy of this. I will be making the draw and people will be notified by Monday. Okay. But you're Takeaway action that I hope relates to all of what we've been speaking about and how we bring this together is I'm asking you to identify and protect a regular, a minimum of a weekly 15 minute reflection time slot for yourself. This can be time for you to reflect on what you've learned here. This can be time for you to reflect on your next step and what you need to do. It can be just time for yourself. Life is busy and challenging at the moment. It can be time if you've purchased any of the books or if you've been one of the winners, it can be time for you to reflect and read. But I'm gonna ask you to do that because we've given you so many takeaway actions. If you haven't been working through them step by step, they may be stacking up. So I hope the 15 minutes time will give you that time to do that. And if you remember, Ruby spoke to us last time about visualization and reflecting, all right? So that's why I'm asking you to do that. So Tia, if we could take the slides down. Or maybe it's the next one. Am I right? We go to the next one. I think because Ruby would normally wrap up now, wouldn't she? So I think we click to the next one. Aha. So Tia's put the links in the chat. As you know, there's the boat. Session you can register now, registration is open. Please do so, it will be Ruby and Satvinda Olak, who is also a leadership and development lead and coaching lead, and um, who will be leading that session. I've touched on some of the things that we will be covering, but you'll see all of that. I'll be posting about it over the next week. So do register now so you don't forget. As I've said to you all, please do give us your feedback. Tia has posted the feedback form for today as well. And if you have attended all seven sessions, Yeah, Tia's going to play the music. No, the music is still here. (laughs) Um, If you have attended all seven sessions, then um, remember there's an extra giveaway for you uh, next week. So in two weeks time, so do not miss it. And there will be an extra giveaway. I mentioned when I said about people sharing what they've learned on the program so far and what they're taking action in. Just bear that in mind in terms of the extra giveaway for a fortnight's time. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, please leave me a rating and review and don't forget to subscribe. Can you please also share this with friends, family members or colleagues? I'd really appreciate it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Monique Carriol or connect with me on LinkedIn if you haven't already. I'm Monique Carriol on there too. And also click the links in the show notes to join my mailing list. I look forward to you joining me for the next episode. Take care and see you soon.